You have the American dream. You run your own business. But running a business turns out to be more than you thought. It's a pain in the neck. You're not getting where you want to go. You're not getting what you want to get. And you're working 97 hours a week. We're here to help you fix that. This is the Small Business Celebration Podcast. I am your host, Michael Roberts, and on this podcast, you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Hi, everyone. I am Ann Hauser, Marketing Director for the Palms at San Lorenz Senior Living. Just wanted to share my appreciation and support for the Small Business Celebration Podcast. This podcast actually shares great stories and tools of our local businesses and what they have to offer to our community. So make sure you subscribe and check out what our community is doing. Before we begin our interview with this week's successful small business visioneer, I want to take a moment and thank you, the listener, for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. If you're listening to this podcast for the first time, you're about to hear an example of why after several thousand downloads, small business owners, small business leaders, presidents, CEOs, and CFOs listen to the Small Business Celebration podcast in record numbers on a weekly basis. We want to thank the tremendous content our visioneer guests continue to provide this podcast, our sponsors, and you, Visioneer Nation who have subscribed to this podcast, internalized our guests' valuable insight, and because of it, are growing a strong and profitable business, and we thank you. Our guest this morning is with Austin Smith, the owner of Sage Equities. Welcome to the Small Business Celebration Podcast, Austin. Thank you, Michael. And for visionaries who don't know who you are, briefly tell us who it is that you are and what is it that you do. So I'm the owner-broker of Sage Equities, a small boutique real estate firm focused on the revitalization of downtown Bakersfield. We have property management, brokerage, and, and development services we provide. For visionaries who haven't been in downtown for the last five years or so, there has been a remarkable change and revitalization of downtown Bakersfield, and largely due to our guest here today. One of the things that for visionaries who may not know you is that you grew up here, you left, and you came back. Briefly tell us why you left, and more importantly, why you came back. Yeah, like many people who grew up in Bakersfield, I decided at a young age that I was going to leave and never come back. <laughs> of course, uh, that didn't happen. Thankfully, I went away to school in the Bay Area and built a real estate career there as well. Mm -hmm. And then my wife and I lived in LA for six years. But there was always a desire we had to move back to Bakersfield and, and to figure out how to be a part of the tight-knit community that we all celebrate here. And Luckily, in 2014, we were able to figure out a way to make that happen. You left and you went to Silicon Valley. You went to San Jose State. Go Spartans. But Bakersfield is not Silicon Valley. It's not San Francisco. It's not the Bay Area. It's not L.A. It's very different. What is it that you discovered having grown up here in Bakersfield and learned from the urban planning and urban areas of the Bay Area that you're able to apply here, even though Bakersfield is a very different critter than the Bay Area. Yeah, that's a great question. So in the coastal areas, you can't create more land there, obviously. It's supply constrained. So the nature of real estate there has been urban development for decades. In contrast, in non-supply constrained markets like Bakersfield and, and other Midwestern cities, there's a move towards people that want to experience an urban lifestyle and other housing choices beyond single family housing. And because of that, developers like myself are developing urban housing projects across the country and in markets much like Bakersfield. 
how did you overcome and learn the constraints? And then how do we move forward and make revitalization of downtown Bakersfield a success? Yeah, I'd say it's a mix of problem solving and, and education. The problem solving is to figure out how not only to make cultural change and, and to help people to realize that we can have other possibilities and other options here, and then to work through the barriers of financing and entitlement, working with the city and, and all the different elements that the construction as well that, that go into building something that's a little bit outside the box here in our community. Part of being outside the box is the architecture that is part of this revitalization is very different than what is existing in downtown. How did you either overcome or have the expectation level or appreciation of a very different architectural style work with the downtown area? Well, we have some beautiful historical architecture here in downtown. And and I think it's important as we revitalize downtown that we both respect that and and work within the context. And our style is, is more modern, which is what people are looking to see these days. But I think you can do that with respect to what's happened in the past as well. Now, here comes the real interesting question on this is this revitalization requires capital requires money. How did you go about getting that capital and being able to paint the vision of the revitalization of downtown without people quite understanding what it was going to look like, what it was going to entail? How did you raise that capital? It's a lot of relationship building and a lot of knocking on doors. It's the nature of the of the job and it's something that can be challenging at times, but like any challenge, you need to embrace it and, and work through it. Now, did a lot of the capital that you raised, was it raised locally or did you need to go outside of Kern County to get it? Entirely locally. Nice. Yeah. And that's the encouraging part is that a lot of what we're selling is obviously it's a good financial investment, but also it's the opportunity to be a part of something that improves our collective community as well. Mm-hmm. And, and our investors embrace that and welcome to be a part of that as well. Right. For Visioner Nation who may not know exactly what Sage Equities does, one of the things you have done very well is developed an identity, developed a brand. And take us through a bit of that on how you created that identity. How did you create that brand so you could help paint the vision to attract those investors and gain capital and equity? Yeah. So I had a lot of help. We have a passion for something and we're good at certain elements of it, but I'm not a graphic artist, <laughs> not a marketer and all that. I've had wonderful people that have shared interests and passions for what we do and have come along and helped us along the way. And that's one of the most encouraging parts is not only do investors support us, but also people who provide various services, whether it's marketing or legal or property management or construction, all the, all the, the elements that go into real estate development, it really it takes a whole team. That's been a very encouraging part of it as well. For those of us, or Visioneer Nation as well, who want to get in touch with you to learn more about Sage Equities, how do they do that? My website is sagebakersfield.com, or you can email me directly, austin at sagebakersfield.com as well. Have you pulled your old computer out of mothballs and are trying to make it work during this COVID-19 quarantine? Are you having problems with system updates or viruses? How about questions about using Zoom? Have no fear. The highly trained staff at Bakersfield Bytes is here to serve you. 
As Kern County's number one rated computer repair store, your business's computers are in good hands. Need to upgrade your computer? No problem. Need a stronger network? No problem. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 and keep the backbone of your business in tip-top shape. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 or at bakersfieldbytes.com. That's Bakersfield, B-Y-T-E-S, dot com. We're here with Austin Smith, the owner of Sage Equities, and we're talking about vision. We're talking about how you developed a personal brand. And taking that from the very beginning, you learned a lot from your parents. You learned a lot about commercial real estate over the dinner table. And it sounds like your parents were very much mentors for you in developing your business. Yes. When I first moved back to Bakersfield, worked very closely with my father for our capital raise for the first project, as well as working through all the design and entitlements and construction, everything that that goes into a real estate development. It was our our first time sort of working together in in that capacity. And he brought his experience and and I brought mine. It's been a very fruitful partnership. It's one thing to grow up with your parents. It's another thing to have them as business partners. Sure. (laughs) And what was that dynamic like? How was it different from when you were the son and that relationship to now we're business partners and we're building a business and we're doing equity together? How did that dynamic change or did it change? Actually, it hasn't changed much. My father's just an incredible person. He's my mentor and role model for, for my life. And I would say that our relationship has only grown and been strengthened. He's very hands-off and is very good at delegating. I've kind of taken his management style as well in my own business. Nothing but good things to say there. Who is your father? Bob Smith. He's a council member here in Bakersfield as well. Now, one of the things that happened is that as you grew up, you went to school in Silicon Valley and you work for the GSA and you learned a lot about managing money, managing people, and that whole sort of thing. And you were right in the middle of the recession of 2007. Yeah. And you saw it from a governmental perspective working for the GSA. But how did you see real estate, especially in the Bay Area? And what happened during 2007? And what did you learn during that recession that you're applying to the recession we're currently in? That was a big one, obviously. I would say that my first education in how to weather recessions was in the early 90s. Mm. My father being in real estate, that was a huge real estate depression, almost you could say, in what happened there. Because like the 08 crash, it was brought on by, by over-leveraged real estate as well. Commercial at that time and residential in, in 08. I think that the key is really to always think about the downside in any sort of project you're working on or, or business in general. And if you take care of the downside, the upside will take care of itself. In this current recession, what have you done for Sage Equities to weather this storm that we're in? We've continued to push forward with our projects because our projects are minimum 10-year hold. What is a 10-year hold for those of us who don't know? You develop a property and then upon occupancy and it being fully leased up, you then hold it for a period of some as few as two to three years. and, And we like to be a longer term developer and that we like to see our assets mature and appreciate and then potentially refinance and hold them for even beyond the 10 years or to to sell at that point. That's sort of our business model. 
And that has gotten complicated with this current recession, with a mandate that has come down that you're not allowed to charge rent or you're asked not to charge rent for 30, 60, 90 days, whatever it may be. How has that affected your business and how are you working with business owners, business leaders, leases, tenants through this process and still somehow keep your business afloat? Sure. So to be more specific about the rent requirements, if a tenant can claim that they've been impacted negatively in terms of their health or economically by COVID-19, they do have the right to work with their landlord to to pay the rent over time. We luckily have not had that situation with, with our tenants. The demographic of the residents in downtown Bakersfield is primarily professionals who are on salary in, in the medical field, legal or government. And luckily, I believe that what we're doing is relatively recession resistant because of that because the type of tenant base that it attracts. I think it'll be a strong selling point actually going forward in that we have been able to to weather this downturn without a big impact as of yet. And you brought up something that I think is very key, is that you have gone through and intentionally diversified your clientele so that when a recession like this does happen, not all of your eggs are in the same basket, correct? Sure. Was that part of the process intentionally? Was this part of the planning that you put into this development downtown? Or was this something that happened to be a happenstance and was happened to be a stroke of luck on your part? Yeah, no, I can't take all the credit. But I would say that because we chose to sort of go into a blue ocean market and that no one else was, was developing housing downtown and there wasn't competition, that there's a niche of individuals who would like to live downtown and are willing to pay rents that are above other new construction in in our market. Hmm. And because of that, we attract a a higher-end clientele that that has higher income base as well. So that's part of the reason that's proved resilient through the recession. Sure. And I think you've also brought up a very important point on this, is that you specifically targeted customers that value what you have. In this case, professionals that are interested in having a business in a downtown urban environment. Right. First of all, where did this idea come from? Was this part of your background that you learned in the Bay Area and down in LA? Or was this something that your father came up with? Or was this one of those three o'clock in the morning inspirations? (laughs) It's actually just we learned who the demographic was, build it and they will come sort of thing is that the media, when they talk about Downtown housing across the country typically focuses on millennials. They want the lifestyle, they want the bars and the nightlife and this and that. And that's true to a certain extent, but a lot of times people who are right out of of college or high school don't have the the income to to support living in brand new construction in a downtown setting. So we came to realize that the reality of it is that Bakersfield has a strong governmental and healthcare base that will continue to support this type of housing. And that sounds like research. Yeah, yeah. And how did that process of doing the research, was this something that was instinctual or did you sit down and actively take a look at what was going on and dig into the numbers? Or how did you come to this idea that this is our avatar, this is our demographic, this is our perfect client? How did you come to put that together and create that vision and say, this is exactly who we're going after? To be honest, we learned on the job. <laughs> <with that one. laughs> you know, I'm a big believer in if you have 
an instinct and you believe it's right, you should go for it. And that's part of being an entrepreneur is that you have to take those risks. Obviously, no one else was willing to take that risk before. So there wasn't really proof that resident was there, but we found that there's definitely a met demand for it. Visioneers, John F. Kennedy said, a rising tide floats all ships. Rise your business to the top by posting at least three pictures or posts of your favorite local small business this month while tagging you, the business leader, and the Small Business Celebration podcast, or myself, Michael Roberts, on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Not only will we recognize you and share your posts to our over 4,000 small business connections, but we'll also be able to recognize you and the visioneer you have tagged as well. Have fun and gain recognition for your business for free. Post at least three selfies this month with you and your favorite local small business while tagging you, the business leader, and the Small Business Celebration podcast or myself, Michael Roberts, on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook today. We're here with Austin Smith, the owner of Sage Equities. And one of the things that you helped start and create here in Bakersfield is you're one of the co-founders of Bike Bakersfield. And for visioners who may not know what Bike Bakersfield is, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so Bike Bakersfield is a nonprofit that promotes bicycling for transportation in Bakersfield. The bicycle is a pretty incredible overlooked machine <laughs> that is affordable, provides good health benefits, and it gets you where you're going. I fortunately live in Westchester in Bakersfield and commute to work downtown. So I bicycle every day. So it's a fun way to experience life and, and get some exercise. So I really enjoy it. How has the development of Sage Equities and your experience as a bicyclist come together and what have you learned from being a cyclist? That's a good question. I would say bicycling, you are able to experience and observe the world in new ways. Most of our built environment is designed around the automobile and, and in terms of our signage and our roads and, and how everything parking, how everything's together. So if you want to be a downtown developer, it's great to sort of have the boots on the ground and, and bicycle <laughs> or walk and get the experience of the, the finer grain urban environment that I'm working to be a part of. Sure. Now, one of the other things that in our pre-interview conversation that you and I very much believe in is that, especially in a recession like now, you have to be offensive-minded. You can't be defensive. And this is not the time to be like a tortoise and hide back into your shell and hide from the world and hope that it gets better. What are you and Sage Equity doing now? to prepare your business for the day that the quarantine has been lifted and business can resume to back to normal? Back to the recession question about my experience with past recessions is what I've seen in real estate is those who are prepared to continue onward and to be a part of the upside that happens as you're coming out of a recession are those who are the most successful. Everyone knows the stories of those who bought real estate in 2010, 11, 12. Right, right, right. How well that, that worked out for them. So in terms of development, interest rates are low, construction costs will come down. There will be a lot of positive elements as we come through this. So I definitely agree that we need to keep the end goal in mind and, and not 
be focused on the day-to-day of uh, economic difficulties that everyone's facing at this point. What is the next project that you're planning on right now that you're developing capital for while everybody's still in quarantine and lockdown? We have a project that we're looking to break ground on later this summer. It's called the Q East Chester. It's located between 18th and 19th on Q Street. Mm-hmm. We've raised all the capital for that project. We're currently working with the lenders on the loan and we're finalizing the, the construction bids. I'm excited about that because that project will be delivered roughly a year and a half from now. It wouldn't make sense for us to just stop in our tracks and say there's a recession going on right now because in a year and a half, we're going to live in a completely different world. So it's best to continue to purge onward. Sure. Now, you've developed a lot, you've grown a lot, and is there something that Visioneer Nation or that you yourself are doing right now to help improve yourself, to improve your business that you're doing, that you're reading or that you're watching or that you're doing to come out on the other side of this recession ahead? Yeah, I'd say from a personal perspective, I've gotten a lot more focused during this time. I have two small children at home. And you have to say no a lot more when you have <laughs> And this situation we're in also eliminates a lot of social activities so you can get very focused on what you're doing in terms of your business. So I've actually found that from a personal perspective, it's the ability to focus has been a positive. Sure, sure. One of the things that I've also noticed is that you're also one of the co-founders of B in Bakersfield. Tell us a little bit about that organization and what it does. So BM Bakersfield evolved from my seeing another gap in the market in terms of, and the market is our community in terms of economic development, which is something I'm very passionate about because I think the future of our economy here locally is in diversification and attracting an educated workforce to Bakersfield to help diversify our economy. What I'm doing downtown is a part of that. I think you have to to create the culture and the lifestyle that the talent wants to be a part of in order to move to a new city. Being Bakersfield, I saw as a philanthropic endeavor to help Bakersfield better tell its story. I think one of our biggest weaknesses is ourselves (laughs) in that that, uh, we all put Bakersfield down and we don't sort of scream from the rooftops what a wonderful place this is to live. And I think we need to to change our narrative and tell in a different way. I connected with other like-minded people and people who had a lot more experience with marketing <laughs> than, than I do and was able to, to create the organization and, and we got some corporate sponsors as well. So it's been a wonderful experience and, and something that I'm very proud to be a part of. What is one thing that Vision Your Nation can do today to grow a strong and profitable business? Find your niche and, and be very focused on it and don't be afraid of doing something that everyone else isn't doing because that's where the opportunity is. Well, Austin, this has been a pleasure. Thank you very much for being on the Small Business Celebration Podcast and trusting us with your vision and your knowledge and your wisdom. And we thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Have you pulled your old computer out of mothballs and are trying to make it work during this COVID-19 quarantine? Are you having problems with system updates or viruses? How about questions about using Zoom? Have no fear. The highly trained staff at Bakersfield Bytes is here to serve you. As Kern County's number one rated computer repair store, your business's computers are in good hands. 
Need to upgrade your computer? No problem. Need a stronger network? No problem. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 and keep the backbone of your business in tip-top shape. Call Bakersfield Bytes at 661-496-5900 or at bakersfieldbytes.com. That's Bakersfield, B-Y-T-E-S, dot com. Who is a visioneer? A visioneer is a small business leader who is a pioneer that has vision. A visioneer is someone willing to see the world, not as it is, but as it could be, and is willing to do something about it. A visioneer is ethical, smarter, faster, and leaner than the mainstream competition. A visioneer gives value first because visioneers are in business for the long haul. Visioneers understand the difference between saving money and earning a profit. Visioneers define their destiny. Visioneers create their own luck. Visioneers surround themselves with successful, like-minded people. Visioneers are renegades who defy the mainstream competition and are ready to change the world. Are you a visioneer? Join the Visioneer Tribe at Small Business Celebration on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram today. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.